recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army, but he lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and watching everything what do y'all you know what do y'all who do y'all got you know what do you what do you think who do you think is going to win um i've got a bet going on who's going to win i'm not going to say who i think is going to win because that would be a way to lose half my fans i think but uh tell me what you think tell me who you voted for today and like i said i got my political swag on uh like i said i'm trying to class it up Last time I came out, Alice Cooper, things went a little wrong with setup, and the day wasn't good, and my computer broke. Nobody cares about the sob story. Anyway, I was a little fired up, and I don't think that's 
I don't think it's going to work. So, uh, sorry, everybody. And like I said, I'm going to try to – I'm not even going to – I'm going to keep it totally classy tonight. We got a lot of NASCAR stuff to talk about. It was a big race uh, at Martinsville. It always is. I love Martinsville so much um, personally, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Like I said, I got the election night going on the TV. It's always so hard to watch it live. It's like it just swings up and down. They say that some states are doing the mail-in votes first. Some states are doing the mail-in votes last. So it's like, you know, it, it just seems like it's impossible to actually keep up with. But uh, that's just me. But I've been doing it anyway. You know, I'm a basic guy or gal. Like I said, I'm trying to be PC. So, anyway, uh, I don't know if they say it's like a 50 or 60% chance that we'll even know tonight, but maybe we'll know by 11. Who knows? So, I don't know. Maybe I'll stay an extra five minutes and we'll figure out who is going to be the next president or, you know, if Trump is going to be reelected. Um, maybe it'll be exciting. So, like I said, tell me who you got. What's up, Charles? Who'd you vote for, Charles? He's, like, not nearly old enough to vote, I don't think. I think he's, like, 16 or something. But that's good. The one guy that commented hadn't even voted. <laughs> Either way, um, like I said, and not only that, but I did already have this tie, and I actually already had this jacket, embarrassingly enough. Not embarrassingly enough. My mom got it for me, so I don't hope she'll end up watching this probably, but, or at least the first five minutes. Um, so yeah, I already had this jacket and I had this tie. I think I got this from my grandpa. I've always had it and I threw away a bunch of ties like six months ago. My wife can attest to that because I've got the, the old ties are way thicker, way fatter. You know, the new ties, for some reason, if you wear one of these big old fat boys out, the new ties are way thinner and everybody like, you know, says, Oh, where'd you get that tie? Your grandpa, which I got all of my ties from my grandpa, but I've had like, since I was 16 or something, 15 maybe, I think I've had like 50 ties, all my grandpa's. So they were all wide like this. And nowadays, ties are like skinnier, like I said. I don't, I don't understand when the fashion changed, but I was wearing old ties to, you know, I was wearing the wide ties to the skinny ties party, and I was getting uh, a lot of grief for that. So I'm wearing a wide tie tonight because I'm not going to go out and buy American flag skinny tie. That's ridiculous. I already had it, so it's perfect. If you think about it, hopefully one of our, you know, candidates are wearing one tonight. Where I'm seeing it, oh, that's Arizona. Okay. So that's another thing, too, is if you don't watch if it's state by state or the country, you can get real mixed up real quick. But I was off this setting up, so. I'm not on to vote, but Trump 20-something. Charles, probably. Thank you. What's up, Sally? Anyway. Uh, like I said, we we're not going to find anything about the election anytime soon, anyway. So I'm going to blab about some NASCAR stuff. Also, I wanted to start off with I always ask my guests who my or who their favorite drivers are in each division locally, but I never even ask myself the question or answer myself. So I'm going to go through who my favorite drivers are in each division, and just if you're listening, just tag them because maybe it'll bring them on. And if they start watching, just remind them you're tagged because you're his favorite driver of said division, blah, blah, blah. So I don't have the list in front of me because I didn't have to put it on other day. I know most of them. Uh, U-Cars, obviously can't be me. If I picked my brother, it would be biased. So I'm going to go with Michael Chapman. That's an easy one. Um, probably has the most 
UCAR wins out of anybody that I've ever met. Well, easily the most UCAR wins out of anybody I've ever met. But I want to say the only other person that might have more than him that I even am Facebook friends with is Robert Arch, but they go back and forth. Uh, somebody tag Michael Chapman and ask him who has more UCAR wins, him or Robert Arch. Um, let's see, Legends Drivers. I'm going to have to go Tommy Jackson Jr. just because he's dominated for so long. I mean, he's always been a nice guy to me. I've only met him like maybe once or twice. I don't, I don't even know if I've met him once or twice. I don't even know if he knows, knows who I am. I think he does. But tag Tommy Jackson Jr. That's my favorite legend driver. I'll, I'll do the NASCAR too. And like I said, big news on uh, Martinsville because Chase Elliott's going to the championship. A lot of weird things. I got a bunch of information about it, but I'll keep on. Um, let's just say street stock, if that still existed, it's got to be Mike Gano. Mike Gano's the man. Grand stock. Hmm. For going all time, um, Austin Dodge. For going current, which we don't have grand stock, all we have is, I guess, Dominion stock. Hmm. I guess Todd Ruggles. I mean, he's helped me out with my grand stock when I, you know, switched my street stock over to a grand stock, and he gave me some parts and stuff like that, springs and weight and all kinds of stuff, so I gotta say I guess Todd, he's the only, granted he hasn't even been racing Dominion Stock lately, but uh, I don't really know many of the Langley guys I like Bobby Curtis too, I just don't know Bobby Curtis as personally as I do know Todd, so somebody tag Todd congrats on the U-Car win this past weekend seems like a bad time to pick him for my favorite Dominion Stock driver, but whatever um what's up Trevor, what's up Mike Mike Brillhart, I love that guy. Uh, like I said, too, we're going to talk some politics, even though I said I don't. I've got it up on the screen. So, like and share. I'm keeping it clean tonight. i got a blazer on, so no cuss words. Share it with your grandma. And I'm not going to show too many videos on the screen here, because normally they end up in blood and all kinds of bad things and gross stuff, so I'm going to try to avoid that tonight, too. But right now, I'm picking my favorite drivers of each division. Todd was my favorite Dominion stock driver right now. If it had to be of all time, all grand stock divisions, it would be Austin Dodge. Modified? Um, i got to go Kyle Wood, just because I've always been a Kyle Wood fan. Um, local late model favorite driver? I mean, it's got, for me, it's got to be between Eddie Johnson and Chris Dodson. I mean, if you disagree with me as far as local guys where I'm at, Chesterfield, you can like the Langley guys more, too. I mean, that's fine. But these are two actual legends right here. And nobody – I mean, Chris Dodson's got his name up on the wall. Eddie Johnson's got his name up on the wall. I mean, these are top-level guys. They don't seem to perform as well at other tracks, but that's also – I don't know what – you know, they've been racing a lot longer than I've been watching, so – Y'all tell me. But they're my two favorite late model drivers. If I've got to pick one, I've always been an Eddie Johnson fan because he's the only one that can sometimes even compete with Chris Dodson. So I'm a big Chris Dodson fan because he's so dominant, but i got to go Eddie Johnson just because he's, it seems like he's the only one that can compete with Chris Dodson at times. I know that, you know, Mason Bailey, you know, has ran with him. He's definitely my third favorite, I'd say. Mason Bailey's ran with him and stuff and beat him plenty of times. So I'm talking a different era, back when Chris Dodson was literally unbeatable. 
and Eddie Johnson was literally the only one that could do it. And if anybody else drove the car that he was driving, which happened plenty of times, they couldn't even come close. And Eddie Johnson got in the car every time and ran with him, like, no issue. So, um, Eddie Johnson, I think, would be my final answer. Who am I picking, picking for the pre- presidential... Jesus. Only had two beers, I swear. Who am I picking for the president? I'm not telling y'all. I already told you that. Um, I asked y'all what y'all think. Charles Fuller, who's not even old enough to vote, let me know what he wants. So let me know what y'all want. But it, it it's coming in, you know, different every second that I look. So I don't even know why I'm looking up at the screen. Because apparently it's only a 50% chance that we'll know tonight. could be tomorrow, which that would suck. But I think that's kind of the way it happened last time. I remember staying up till like 11 last time. And still kind of not knowing, and then waking up, and everybody was going off on Facebook. So, I think it went pretty late last time. But remind me, because I don't really remember. Um, super late model would have to be, I guess, like Lee Pulliam, just because you know he's so good, and that or him or uh, Billy Martin Racing. What's the guy's name? Well, it's got to be Lee Pulliam. Anyway, NASCAR. Y'all know I'm a Kyle Busch fan. I've got Kyle Busch's signature right here, too. I've got a bunch of them. There's Denny Hamlin. There's pretty much all the Toyota drivers that were there that year on this helmet. So, can everybody hear me well, too, by the way? But, uh, Kyle Busch is my, my guy. As far as trucks, I kind of like, you know, I don't know. I, I like Brett Moffitt as far as I'm concerned, but I don't know whether he's going to be moving up. He's not going to stay in trucks forever, so um, that, I guess that would be my pick for now. Xfinity, I don't want to pick in that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to pick in that because I don't want to. No, I'll pick Chase Briscoe because he's the man. Um, what is y'all's picks also, too? Let me know. And also, like I said, like and share the screen, the stream, Jesus. I'm kind of nervous too, and it's cold as shit out here. I actually meant to turn off the heater stuff out here. I didn't cut, uh, but I didn't. So hopefully it's not too loud. But um, election night, what does everybody think about the corduroy jacket? I get fried for this jacket. I can't even wear it out in public because everybody, you know, hates on it so much. I don't think it's that big of a problem. I think it's cool. I think it's, I'm bringing it back into fashion, corduroy. And every single time that I say that word, it's hard to say. And every time I try to spell that word. Way harder. See if you can spell corduroy. I can guarantee you probably can't. Maybe some of the females out there. There's probably one of them watching too. But anyway, um, this past weekend at Martinsville, Chase Elliott wins the race. Big news there. Makes it into the final race, into the you know championship four. The biggest news is, and I had a screenshot of this. I'll bring it up. How is it a race to 270 if it could take days for mail-in ballots to be counted? I know, right? I've kind of wanted that, too. Like, they're saying, like, mail-in ballots aren't due until, like, today, and it could take days. It's like, I guess I'm thinking maybe that's in states that are already sealed up, or I don't know. I've got the, you know, attire on to make it seem like I kind of know what I'm talking about, but I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I would imagine that Certain smaller states don't matter at a certain point because their electoral, you know, votes aren't electoral college votes aren't high enough to actually make a difference. So, 
That's why they say Ohio, Florida, a lot of these swing states really make a big difference because all the other ones are mostly decided anyway, and some of them can get to a certain point to where it doesn't matter really how many mail-in votes come in late, it's never going to you know, turn it the other direction, I think. Let me know what y'all think. Corduroy. Yeah, you did spell it right, Mike. Smart guy. I think you Googled that and then hashtagged it. But, thank you. Share it to Scoop's Farm. See if anybody's interested in watching, you know, he's playing that game right now. There's a debate. Not a debate. There's a damn new president going on. I made like seven mistakes. How long am I going? Seven minutes. Goodness. But, like I said, Ohio, Florida, these are these big states where, you know, it makes because a lot of the other states, like I said, are sealed up. Which usually, you know, Virginia, where we're at, Mike, um, usually that goes blue nowadays, past couple elections. So, um, you know, that's not even really one that they talk about. But Florida, Ohio, even Texas, I saw earlier where Texas was maybe going to turn blue. That would be insane. We'll all blame Joe Rogan. He's, he's at fault for that. They're saying Pennsylvania won't have most of the mail ballots till Friday. I'm from the 90s, y'all. Me too. I don't know how old you are. But you're not from Virginia. What did I say that made that make you seem old? My bad. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss, dude. See, I can't even get full sentences out where he made nine mistakes. Because usually they're filled with just, you know, raging cuss words. But we're not doing that. We're just watching this debate, like I said earlier. We're just watching these polls run up and uh, seeing what's going to happen. I don't know if we'll have any results tonight. Like you said, Pennsylvania, it's going to be like two weeks till they actually see what's here. But what's up, Nick? Here's 2020. That's what I'm talking about. I, dude, I could do presidency. I think, I mean, if you watch my last episode, you might be concerned. I mean, I did rage out a little bit. I got very upset. But that happens. There's a lot going on. A lot of problems with the podcast studio that night. And uh, somebody said to me, yeah, maybe next time, just not even do it that night, wait till the next night. <laughs> they were kind of right. But I already had the costume. There was like people, that were, you know, I got people backstage that time. I'm back, at, I'm out of here by myself tonight, by the way. I thought it'd be better. Uh, for tonight, we'll just go solo. So that's why I've got my phone kind of reading comments. It's probably a big delay, but yeah, I just have to deal with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm out here riding solo tonight, and I'm thinking about running in 2024. What do you think, Nick? I mean, Corduroy 2020, Ayers 2020. You're making more mistakes than Joe Biden rally. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Connor. Hey, I'm on live air, dude. You're just going to roast me like that? Jeez, dude. All right. Fair enough. He's not actually that wrong, but still. Um, yeah, I mean, I might run in 2024. I voted for Kanye West today. Anybody see the uh, Joe Rogan podcast with Kanye West? We talked about it, I think, last time with Ryan. But, uh, but yeah, I, he had said that he was going to run for presidency in 2020, and, that, you know, everybody kind of takes it as a joke, blah, blah, blah. But then when he ended up not doing it and not campaigning, apparently he got COVID, too. Um, also, COVID-19, also, not COVID-2. Uh, he pretty much not gave up on the campaign, campaign but couldn't really do it. This is his excuse. But then he went on Joe Rogan podcast like 
you know, a week before the election and said that he is running this year and you'd have to write his name in. It's like, well, dude, you have less chance than Joe Jorgensen. Like, I don't, and I don't think anybody's wasting their vote by voting for him. If enough people vote for him, it will, you know, make a statement. I just think that it's like, dude, you have to put in a little bit more work than that. Not that I've seen anything from Joe Jorgensen, but still, you have to do a little bit more than that. You can't just come in a week early and say, oh, I'm still running. I haven't done anything for it, but I'm letting everybody know that I'm running. Just because Joe Rogan has, like, you know, counting audio and video, probably 50 million views or something, that's not enough to, you know, that's views. It's not like every single person that views that podcast is going to vote for him now. So, rein it in a little bit, dude. Like, you still need to, uh, I can understand if he came on there like, yeah, I'm going to run in 2024, like I was just joking about, if he was serious about that. No, no. He was serious about running in 2020 the week before, you know, the polls ended. It's like half the people have already mail-in voted early by the time that he even came on the podcast. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You're not clearly not serious about it, or else you wouldn't even be having that conversation anymore. But that's just my opinion. Yang 2020, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Kanye. Or, yeah. Oh, Yang. Andrew Yang. Yeah, there was a lot of Andrew Yang fans. There was a lot of Bernie fans. I think either one of those guys would have had a lot better chance against Trump, and I think that Biden still might win. I, you know, I mean, it's definitely not settled. I mean, I think that uh, Biden had an eight-point lead, whatever that means, going into the elections tonight. The election. The I don't even know what to call it. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm wearing this silly suit. Going into tonight... There's different, like, point leads you can have, I guess, from the, you know, mail-in votes. But I don't really know how any of that works. But apparently he had a, like, back when it was Hillary versus Trump, she had a four-and-a-half point lead going in. So Trump was a huge upset when he actually won because that was the biggest upset in a long time. An eight-point lead going in is crazy, apparently. So who knows? As long as they don't up the... Prices at the golf course five miles down the road, dude. I'll be alright. Which they probably will. Damn it. Darn it. Shucks. Literally can't even not do it. Okay. Alex's vice elbow. That's hilarious, Nick. I don't think he would do that. I don't think he would be vice president to me as president. I'm still offended by your comment, Connor Scruggs. I just reread it and it hit me the second time just as hard. And I think that, uh, what is the issue with corduroy? Is it just outdated? Like, I, it's not like I'm wearing a jean jacket blazer up here. Corduroy's still cool. I mean, I look cool, dude. That's all I'm saying. I could run for president. Let's get back to the NASCAR stuff. It got totally derailed. All right, so Chase Elliott wins, locks his position into the Final Four at Phoenix, right? So Kevin Harvick on the last lap tries to spin out Kyle Busch to try to get into the Final Four. Kevin Harvick going into this race, if you were to break it down to old-fashioned, or not old-fashioned, but old-style point systems where it was just 
based on points throughout the year, Kevin Harvick would have had a 2,500 and something point lead. No. Total points, Kevin Harvick, 5,416 points. The next in line would be Denny Hamlin, who squeezed his way in by his team telling Eric Jones not to pass him, which is illegal, and we'll talk about that in a minute. He was leading Denny Hamlin 54-16 to 51-04. Long stretch in between them two. Any other you know, regular point system, Kevin Hart probably wouldn't even have to show up at the last race. He'd already have this championship sealed up. So I understand where some people are upset about their, the point system has to change and the the you know the playoff system has to change because the way that it is right now you know you could have a perfect season and then because you lose two races in a row or get wrecked out or your car overheats or whatever you're knocked out of it and a lot of people's defenses well that happens in football too you have an undefeated season and you lose the first round of the playoffs or the or the Super Bowl or the you know anything can happen I mean it, there's major upsets and you know it can't just be if you've done well enough throughout the season, it can't just be finalized with four races to go. That's the whole reason why they came out of that point system, because the people weren't watching the last two or three races. There's already a big enough problem with racing and NFL interfering or you know overlapping each other, and NFL is a way better sport. So as soon as the NFL starts, NASCAR viewership drops, and that's right during their championship you know, playoff season. And NASCAR needs to shorten their season. That's what also I'm getting at. To where it ends right before NFL starts. Just my opinion. But um, so that's why they kind of do this kind of stuff. So it's a huge major upset for Kevin Harvick. And I understand the fans that are pissed. But they, you know, like I said, this happens in football. When you're you're undefeated through the, up the you know, entire season, you lose your first playoff game. And you're out. You're just totally out. All that work was for nothing. Or you obviously got a bye because you were undefeated and then you – Still, like I said, lose your first playoff game, second round of the playoffs. Um, it has happened, uh, and because the system in football has been that way forever, nobody really, you know. But NASCAR has changed recently, so everybody wants to, you know, moan and complain about it. So, just my two cents. I don't really agree with either way. I know that if I was Kevin Harvick, I'd be furious. If I was, you know, one of the ladder guys that got in when I didn't perform that well throughout the season, I'd be extremely grateful. So I think it just depends on, you know, it's all about, you know, performing in the later stages when it really matters the most. But back to the Denny Hamlin thing, he wouldn't have even gotten in had it not been for Eric Jones, who is his teammate, who is also off the team after next race because they've booted him and he now has a ride at Richard Petty Motorsports, who also was promised to his father before his father passed away, Joe Gibbs promised him that he would take care of, they would take care of Eric Jones and essentially not guarantee him a ride for life, but that they would take care of him. And maybe if he performed well enough, winning Darlington and a lot of these other big races, not a lot, but two or three, in, you know, lesser equipment, that they would keep him around. But no, they cut him and sent him one to Richard Petty Motorsports. Not only did they do that, after making a promise to his father before he died. Then, just to get Denny in the door, they say, don't pass Denny, don't pass Denny, because that will knock him out of the you know contention of the playoffs. 
which Clint Boyer was penalized for back in on the screenshot now. The thing about Eric Jones is imagine helping a team that dumped you, didn't give you proper development, and promised your dad that they would take care of you. JGR just used Eric Jones as a wingman. Which is kind of true. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Boyer get in trouble when he did it as well for Michael Waltrip Racing? I guess NASCAR is selective with their penalties. And I do remember that happening. Um, it was something to do with Clint Boyer not passing or interfered with some type of, you know, whatever happened. And it was for playoff points, and he ended up getting penalized or suspended or something pretty serious. So it's another weird thing now. The difference between NASCAR and football is, is when football goes down, you don't have all the other teams playing on the field with you. You know, so you don't have three other teams of teammates, and then the entire other league of teams, you know, on the field with you when you're playing your Super Bowl game. And that's what happens now in the NASCAR playoff system and in the NASCAR, you know, last race, championship race. So it's kind of an issue, in my opinion. Do I want to see four cars race by themselves for the final race? Probably not, but. There's a lot of variables and factors there that make it not quite like football to where you can't just say it needs to be just like that. So I understand both sides, but that's just me. What do you all think? Um, Let me look at the other screenshot. But, yeah, it was big, the biggest thing was Chase Elliott winning and getting himself in. In his opinion, that was his biggest win of his entire career. Just because it locked him into the championship four. You know, they needed to be good when the pressure was on, he said, and they finally were. And that's the biggest thing is being good when the pressure's on, like I said earlier. Because if you win every regular race, regular season race, and then you, you know, choke in the playoffs, it's just like all the teams we talk trash about. Just like everybody trashes the Falcons every year. Doesn't matter how good you are all year. Doesn't matter how good you were the first half of that football game in the Super Bowl. You know? What matters is, is how you play the second half or, you know, whether you won the game. So if you're not clutching the right times, then none of it matters. But sorry, I was looking up the I thought I saw a Trump Biden thing that was insane, but it was just another one of these states that's like, why do you even cover cover the states like California and stuff that you know is going to be one way? Like, there's nothing to even be talked about there. Um, this isn't even what I was going to say, but this is an interesting fact. In 1988. The Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Dodgers, and Bill Elliott in the number nine car won all championships. And obviously the Lakers and Dodgers have already done that this year. So if Chase Elliott does win the championship in the number nine car, you know, that'll be the first time in 32 years. Well, probably the only two times, to be honest. I mean, that's a lot of – that's a rare – lineup of three things, the Dodgers, Lakers, and the number nine car of an Elliott driver winning a championship all in the same year, but very weird and very uh, coincidental, I guess, that it could possibly end up like that, because, I mean, I'm sure that Chase Elliott isn't unfavored to win. I mean, he's a top contender every week, so all four of these guys are going to be neck and neck. If I had to guess, based on regular season, I would say Denny Hammond probably has a good shot, but... And he's good at Phoenix, too. I don't know. What do you all think? 
another thing was is a out of all the new drivers, uh, all the tr- old drivers or new drivers that have new teams next year, Kyle Larson, um, like I said, Eric Jones is going over to Richard Petty Motorsports. Bubba Wallace is going over to Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin Racing or whatever the hell they call it. Um, 23XI Racing or something. Um, what was the other ones? Daniel Suarez is going to the 99 car. Um, oh, Alex Bowman's going to the number 48 to take Jimmy Johnson's spot. Um, Christopher Bell going to the number 20 to take Eric Jones' spot, which is also kind of the problem with the Eric Jones thing. You're replacing him with Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell's never done anything except for win a championship in the Xfinity Series. Same thing, same type of stuff that Eric Jones did, Christopher Bell's doing. He's not anything more special, but obviously they know a lot more than I do, and they're going to try it out, but I don't think that Christopher Bell's going to pay out like, you know, Eric Jones is a natural talent. He's driven dirt. He's driven all kinds of different series cars. He's a natural wheel man. He drove a drift car for a commercial, and the guy was like, blown away, like, oh my god, this guy's never even, I mean, he's drifted plenty of cars, but never just hopped in a drift car, drifted around a track like it was nothing, and like I said, like it was nothing, which is harder than you think. I tried to drift my Trans Am through Brandon I almost destroyed it about three times. So who do y'all got for the championship? of the NASCAR 4 and for the presidential oh, we got some here who do y'all got are there, are there any bets going does anybody have a bet on who's going to win <coughs> I'm not here by myself so ooh, 58% uh, this is Kentucky Senate McConnell over McGrath but I mean, I don't even know why they show us this stuff. Nobody, I mean, people do care, but you don't care that much. You care about the big picture. Too close to call. Florida. It seems like Trump's going to win Florida. Fifty-one percent. You know. But too close to call. Too early to call. Really is what they say. Arizona. It looks like Biden's crushing him. Ohio. Trump's crushing him. So Trump's winning in all the states that uh, you know he said they say he has to win in. But like I said, you know Biden having a big you know eight point lead or whatever going in doesn't look good. But what is she? Okay, never mind. I won't ask yet. But oh, I got I got another good one. We're waiting on this. No, we're not going to find anything out yet. I saw a man get hit by a car the other day. Swear to goodness gracious. I mean, not hard. I mean, he was fine. He walked off with a limp. So, I mean, it wasn't like on I-95. But I'm not kidding. I was sitting at a stoplight, or actually just a stop sign, a three-way. And we were at the T, and I was waiting to take a left. All the cars in front of me were waiting to take a left. And... There's this guy just walking. He's got like a backpack, you know, some groceries or something like that in a small little bag. And he's just walking across the road. So this car, literally, that's also taking a left, you know, on the same tee that I'm taking one on, like crosses over lanes and stabs the gas 
and like hits this guy hard. Like you couldn't have pretty much hit him any harder from how like he was at a standstill. And the guy wasn't even in front of him yet. It wasn't even like he was looking down at his phone. And it was like literally he turned the car left, went into the other lane, and smoked this dude. So I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, like I see it firsthand. I'm like, oh, my God, like this is like a drug deal. What happened bad, and like this guy's coming back to this guy. Because not only that, but the dude, like, I mean, he goes up on the hood, up into the windshield, and he comes rolling off the car. And he's like on the ground for a second, he's getting up. And the driver instantaneously gets out. And I'm like, you know, I'm watching very intently, like, oh, God. So the driver is, like, walking over to him quickly. And I'm like, holy shit. So the guy's, like, and the, you know, the guy's, like, rolling off the hood, like, pretty much cussed him out. Like, and uh, it was it just bringing him back. It's insane. So they, like, get in each other's face for a couple seconds. And then, like, pretty much just, like, it was just the driver's, it was his bad. You know? Like, he accidentally crossed over into the other lane, or like turned the car all the way left, smashed the gas, smoked this dude, and then got out and like apologized to him, but was already being cussed out, so he kind of returned the favor, but it was like a very weird thing. But I thought, like I said, it was like a bad, like, what was a drug deal, and he found him, like, oh, there he is, walking across the road and decided to smoke him. And then there was about to be a fist fight or something. But no, it was just, like, an accident. It was the most, like, how did that happen even? Like, that was blatantly on purpose, but it was an act. It was the weirdest thing ever. And uh, then the guy just, like, started walking off, and then, like, I, I watched him. Cause I was literally, the car, like, pulled off. Like, the guy got back in his car, and I could tell that, like, Maybe he felt bad, but maybe not. Like, he'd just gotten back on the guy. He, like, takes his left and drives off. I've got another car in between him and me anyway. They drive off, and I'm, like, just watching this guy, like, who just got hit by a car pretty hard and went up on the hood, on the on the, the windshield and everything. His shoe was laying on the ground. He had, like, his groceries were on the ground. He had to pick them up. The other guy, like, uh, just pretty much watched him pick all of his stuff up and, like, didn't even, you know, it was just, like, so weird. And the guy, like, literally, the guy had already drove off. So it wasn't even for, like, dramatic effect or anything like that he like was walking and he like started like kind of limping and like looked down at his knee and like started rubbing it and he's like ah, which wouldn't surprise me if he messed up his knee i mean he literally you know it was big so uh yeah shout out to that guy that didn't even you know call the police and probably has a broken leg or something by now and uh just let that dude smoke him with his chrysler 300 but uh god only knows what was happening there and what you know drugs or sexual or you know, sisters or family or mothers, even who knows. Um, but like I said, when I saw him hit him, I was like, "No way, that was on accident." Like that. And what were you looking at? You know, a Google video of how to hit a person on purpose. I mean, it, it was very left turning, gassed up, hit the guy. Surprised he even hit the brakes when he did. Like, I thought it was going to be a hit the guy and go right through him and speed off when it first started to happen. And I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, holy shit, he's about to hit this. Boom! I'm like, oh my god. So, yeah, it was big. What's up, T-Money? My iRacing career's over. But nobody wants to sob, sob story, but it's over. Before I could even get my first win. And we're talking about the election tonight. 
you know, everybody wrote in me. They're, they're actually, I just saw my name was in Virginia trending a little bit. You know, it got up to about a thousand, but it's tinkered off. But you never know. Never know once the mail-in votes come in if I could, you know, get on up there. Tanner, you missed the whole. Did I ever finish my favorite NASCAR drivers segment? And local race car drivers? Dominion Racers? I never named my favorite Dominion Racer. And that's probably a good thing because I don't know many of them. So, My favorite Bandolero driver would have to be. Um, I don't know many of them currently. I guess Warren Music? Just because I see him win all the time. Somebody tag Warren Music or his parents. He's young. Yeah, don't invite him to the show. Cause this one, I'm going to keep it clean. No promises for next time. Uh, it looks like, I asked earlier, does anybody have any money on the election? Anybody betting? I heard on a podcast earlier, like, yeah, I bet $2,000 on who's going to win this election. I thought that was the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. But people like betting, dude. We have betting junkies out there bet their whole life away or win it seems like betters hardly ever unless it's like a very sophisticated bet like playing cards straight up just betters and like sports betters if they ever do make a bunch of money they end up betting more the next time and you know what i mean like they never are that far up on the you know anybody see what i'm saying here kyle larson 2020 championship okay I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm glad they're bringing back the number five. I'm glad that Tanner's watching a podcast. I know that he somewhat deeply, you know, resents them. So I'm trying to get him in there. I'm going to get him in there. And I know that he's into the election. And we're watching it. I am. Y'all probably are, too. I don't have it on this screen. But we can play some music, too, if y'all want to make some requests. And if y'all would also... Oh, I I forgot to send myself a number. I got to do... I got a phone number that we can use for the podcast that I will put out. Y'all can call in, leave voice messages. Y'all can call in during the show if you want. And that way I don't have to have, like, because I'm out here by myself right now. I don't have to use a producer's phone or somebody else's stuff or use my own phone, which is now being linked to what's doing this live so it wouldn't work. Um, so please don't call me. But, um, but yeah. So I guess, like I said, shout out to Bandolero Driver. Um, I'll just name all the Dominion racers that I know. Isn't Landon Pimbleton a Dominion racer? Tag him. I think Zach Lightfoot is a Dominion racer. Uh, Daniel Silvestri, I think, is a late one driver, not a Dominion racer. <clears throat> sorry, no, sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong on those stats. My favorite rookie late model driver would be Connor Jones. You led over 100 laps the other night, am I wrong? Hunter Jones uh, lead over 100 laps in the race the other night at Dominion. That's impressive. I don't care whether you started on the pole or not. That's a lot of late model laps to lead with a huge field behind you, dude. I don't care what you say. And last time I was there that I raced, it's only been twice this year, but the last time I was there that I raced, he started like 11th or something, and he was up in 6th and like quick. And nobody, there was wrecks and stuff, but nobody wrecked in between 6th and him. Like, it was all done on the track, not like 7th and 8th wrecked out with ninth, and he got three positions for free. He moved up in the field 
like five positions like halfway through the the 40 lap feature or whatever it was. Impressive, dude. Yeah, I don't know if he's won a late model race yet, but he's Scott Burrows is on here. Who'd you vote for, Scott Burrows? I know you'll tell me. Nobody's told me who they vote for, which I don't blame them, but it seems like y'all aren't afraid to hide it when you post on Facebook all day. Nobody watches this show anyway. This show, trust me, you see how many, when I get done with this, it's going to say like 300 views. YouTube is like 10. So don't be like, I'm not bigger on YouTube than I am here, so don't be afraid to say whatever you think. I'm trying to rest up against my drink. I don't know what time it is either. I was hoping that we'd have some somewhat answers by 11, 11 and 5. But I haven't been watching the TV either. It's commercial right now. We're watching college football, which is, for me, exciting. And Scott Burroughs, Tanner Griffith, Charles Fuller, whoever's still watching, who do you all have picked to win the NASCAR championship 2020? Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Brad Kozowski. Who's going to be? You don't have to tell me your presidential pick. I don't care. Just give me your NASCAR pick. This is, Scott, this is the, you don't need to watch the news. I've got it on here. I'll tell you everything you need to know. If you're still watching. Okay? You just watch this now. This is your new news. Connor Scruggs, what's up, dude? You got Lagana. Wow. You got Chase. Tanner's got Chase. Hmm. No Denny's. We're all Chesterfield guys. We have no Denny Hammond picks. What's going on there? And it's at Phoenix. Denny's pretty good there, I think. And it's flat. Denny's good. Denny's good at flat. Chase Elliott is there too. All of them are. What am I talking about? Yeah, Scott, sometimes the news is a little bit too real here on this channel. Granted, last week, like I said, I think a lot of people didn't like it because it was just a sob story because my computer broke and everything was, you know, we're not going to go over again. So I was just going off and ranting in here, kind of like maybe to be funny, but kind of like I was pissed off. But I'm just saying, if you want that real, this is where you come, dude. This is, you know, this is a guy wearing a suit, but I will cuss you out as a fan of mine, live. Not tonight, but any other episode, it could happen. So, like I said, I mean, you won't find that on NBC12. You, That's what I'm watching right now. I try to be unbiased, and I only get... A certain amount of channels out here on the old antennae that I'm on, but uh, NBC, I get Fox. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, go too far with Fox. I want to try to stay a little bit in the middle. I do have YouTube. I should probably just watch the. Um, I think Joe Rogan's doing a election night live podcast, kind of like what I'm doing right now. But he's got people there and stuff like that, and he's got backstage, and he's got well, people watching. <laughs> but uh. 
I'm not seeing anything as far as the total. It's just going through a bunch of uh, Senate, you know, Maine. This chick, you know, Collins blew this other chick out of the water. Names I don't know. I need that real. I don't care about Hyde Smith over Espy of Mississippi. You know? Y'all know how to do the damn commercials. I just want the Virginia and the, the, the country. And all these states that don't matter, you know, like I said, Ohio, Florida, all these other, those are the states that matter. All this other shit, I don't care stuff. I'm trying, guys. So I'm going slow on the spirit. I hadn't had many, but I haven't messed up at all since I've been drinking the more of the beer. Senate at this hour, 41 to 40, Democrats. Oh, Nebraska projected winner, Trump. Well, I can see that. I don't know, like I said, what do y'all think? Yeah, what's up with that, T-Bunny? I know what happens. I mean, I know that... When you try to dump somebody, they can come across your car, but that's naturally going to happen anyway. That's why you need to hit them in the correct spot and make sure that you're turning right the whole time. Because if you hit them and then stop turning right and you're going back straight and then they come across your car and you're not turning right to, you know, counteract it, you will dump yourself sometimes. I've never done that. I have gone in the corner so loose where the back end was chasing around so hard that... You know, I've gotten in underneath or even into the back bumper, front bumper to back bumper of somebody and spun myself around or almost spun myself around to where I came to a stop. But I've never, like, been on the front stretch and tried to turn somebody and they literally, you know, came across my car and turned to me. Like, it seems like you didn't hit him in the right spot then, which it seemed good when he did it. Like, it seemed like Kyle Bush's car reacted properly, but like you said, he just dumped himself when it happened it's like dude and don't do it there he should have gone into the corner like blazing knocked him way up the track or just spun him right in the corner trying to do it coming out of the corner is way too risky and he knows that probably I mean not, I don't know or maybe he couldn't reach him I need to watch the replay again I need to watch the replay again I still I, I don't know I still thought that was crazy I didn't see a Kyle Busch post race interview which I'm interested in I was chasing the kids around, and I didn't, uh, I actually didn't even see that clip live. I saw it right after people started talking about it, but I didn't see any interviews right after. I know that Kevin Harvick just kind of acted like it didn't happen. I would imagine that Kyle Busch wouldn't care, especially because he didn't lose a position from it, and his car didn't, you know what I mean? Like, he spun back around perfectly 360 and kept on going straight, didn't lose a position, so I can't imagine that he even cared. Kyle under turn three in the high line. He knew Kevin Harvick was going to hit him. Well, that would give Kevin Harvick more space to hit him. More space to dive bomb him and come up and hit him clean. You know, you, if somebody, if anything, if somebody's coming down the track, you can go down the track and come up the track and hit him at more of a T-shaped angle and complete the spin a lot quicker and more efficiently as opposed to when you're both going straight down the front stretch and not only that when you're coming out of the corner 
um, similar to what I was saying earlier about how I've gone into the corner before and I'm going in so loose where I'm already turning right, you know, chasing the car going into the corner and I get in the back of somebody or I try to give somebody a tap and it sends, you know, my front tires around enough to where it sends me around. Coming out of the corner, especially at Martinsville where it's such a long straightaway to a short turn, when you're coming out of these corners at such a tight track, I mean, you're you're really, you're kind of like roasting the tires coming out of there. It's, I mean, it's a really technical exit coming out of that corner. So to be knocking into somebody that hard, uh, that's why I said it's not a good idea to try to spin somebody there. You know, you want to do it going into the corner to the apex of the corner, not coming out of the corner. That is the worst place to do it. You'd be better off being on the outside of them and turning them into the wall almost. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that um, Martin Truex did it to Logano last year or something like that a couple years ago, or maybe vice versa. Or Denny did it to Logano last year. No, Denny pinched him up in the wall last year at Martinsville, that was all. I know something like that happened recently to where somebody did come out of the corner and try to dump somebody or got up into somebody and it ended up working out. Um, but it's not as easy as it looks. And like I said, I'm sure Kevin Harvick now understands that. But like I said, he's a much better driver than I am. I'm sure that he could, just couldn't reach him going into the corner or going into the apex because that's, you know, on the final lap to where there wouldn't be a caution, that's where you would want to do it. Because um, like I said, you can set up the, the tightest angle, you know, to be able to set yourself up for the clip there, I guess you could say. Not that I'm a professional in wrecking people either. I try to avoid it at all costs, but I've played a lot of video games. Uh, I think it's the industry side racing. Me? I don't know about that. I'd say maybe at U-Car Race, there's not a video of. Um... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I did do that. No, I got into the backup, though, Tanner. I just never let off. Once I once I felt him, I never let off. He was already he was doing what I was saying. His back end was already chased around, so as soon as I touched him and I just powered up all the way, um, it spun him out just from the rear contact, and then when he did that, it pulled my front bumper around and spun my ass out, too. Yeah, you're right. What I was going to say... He thought he was going to pass him, and then, yeah, yeah, No, you're right. I, well, I don't know. He should have known that Kyle Busch would be that good on the outside. And that Kyle Busch would be fighting for, at that point, he might not have even had intel, but for all Kyle Busch knows, he's out. And he could be fighting for Denny Hamlin. You know what I mean? Like, every position on the track matters, um, especially against non-teammates. So he would just want that position not to be transferred as much as possible and he's not just going to let Kevin Harvick go by even though it may have been deservingly so or whatever never going to happen um so then again Eric Jones should have never you know refused to pass Denny Hamlin if we're talking about but two different circumstances teammates non-teammates but yeah I agree with you I think Kevin Harvick had to have made a mistake or thought it would be easier or, yeah, he should have just doored him really hard and pushed him up the track. He already had, the, yeah, I mean, he had all the angles he wanted to work with. He, I mean, he was there. He, he, 
he had full control of the his car and the car above him and the entire race at that point. You know, which doesn't make it easy. Doesn't make it like, oh, he should have easily been able to do that. But I'm just saying, it's absolutely doable. And he knows that, and that's another reason why everybody's pissed and probably why he's so pissed. Because he does realize that, sorry, that if he would have just done it a little differently or w done it at a different time even maybe, but the same way because it was a pretty clean clip and a good spot, but didn't work out. Um, that he'd maybe be in the championship for right now working on his, you know, next championship. And Kozlowski already has a championship. Logano already has a championship. Just Denny and Chase. Who do y'all pick? Everybody picks Chase. Body slam is what the announcer said. Yeah. Which announcer was it, though, Tanner? That's what matters the most. All I keep on seeing is Donald Trump, projected winner, but it's West Virginia. It's each state. States that we already know about. Like I said, I don't even know why they even bother doing all that. But yeah, as far as I just saw something that said 118 Biden, 114 Trump. So I don't know. Maybe not looking good, but we'll stay tuned for a couple more minutes. See if we can get some uh, results. It's cold as stuff in here. Mark Warner. 49% to 51%, although he's already won. He's already considered the winner. Doesn't make any sense. Saw that earlier. It was even worse earlier, but I think it's something to do with, again with the mail-in votes, blah, blah, blah. There should only be one form of voting. The mail-in votes, if you're going to mail it in, it should be due a week before, and they should already have that counted. In, and, it, and it seems like they already had the mail-in votes counted up, because that's what they were, you know, well, it seems like the election's going to go this way, because of the, you know, pre-election, mail-in, it's like, well, if they're already counted, why are we still waiting on that stuff? Count all that, not this week, last week. Make a different deadline, have all that counted, and that way when all this stuff comes in today, you're not trying to add the two up and trying to do the polls first, live polls first, and then add the other ones live on top of it, you know, just save them. All the mail-in votes in some states get saved until the end, and then they, they file all of them through the, like there's this machine that just, I mean, they hammer these things off like thousand of them a second. Well, maybe more like five of them a second. But all these ballots, they literally just hammer through, just counting up decisions, and then they have a verifier that actually verifies signatures at the bottom of the ballot. So that's pretty cool, I guess. At least they say they do. There's a video of it that I saw earlier on the news. Decision 2020. Oh, we got something going on. There's Kurt Autry. He might know nothing. Yeah, Body Slam. Oh. Body Slam airs is what you're talking about, Tanner. Now I'm finally putting it together. That's true. Yeah, actually, that is, you're exactly right. I went in one time, 
I went in so loose and so hot, I hit this dude not in the back of the car, not in the quarter panel to where it spunk. I literally just hit him in the side of the car, and it spun me around. But I've also been known to have looser setups, so it's maybe not that exciting. And not only that, but it was after I'd already been spun out. Um, I locked bumpers with one guy and ended up spinning out. My back tires were hotter than... Um, I'm trying to be PC here. They were hotter than the sun. And it, the car was extremely loose. I almost won a race one time. I was leading most of the final laps. Really from like lap 10 to lap 29. 30 lap race, I think. So I was leading the race... And on the way up to the front, I had gotten locked bumpers again. Bumper had gotten ripped off, and then I ran over my own bumper somehow. Didn't see it because a car swerved out of the way of it. When I came all the way back around the track, the car in front of me swerved out of the way of it right in front of me. And it left me to not have enough time to react. I literally ran over my own bumper, got air time, and, you know, came back down. I was shocked, obviously. I mean, just, like what just happened and I realized what happened like that's my bumper in the rear mirror like oh my god so I knew for one I didn't have a rear bumper two I just ran over it and like God only knows what's just happened to my car like the oil pan and everything else three didn't realize that the spring had gone from inside of its perch vertically to diagonally wedged against where the perch you know comes out concave yeah convex concave either way and the spring on the right rear was literally wedged diagonally in between the bottom perch on the rear sill and then the, like, body panel or the, you know, perch perimeter uh, of the spring mount. So it was putting a ton of spring into my right rear, which made the car that night also extremely loose. So I literally, the car was handling perfect. I was going up through the field like, fast. I run over my own bumper after getting tangled up with this guy, and I don't know whether it was getting tangled up with this guy or the bumper running over instead, but the car is super loose as soon as this happens. And ended up going all the way until the final lap of the race, and I get bumped and run out of the lead on the final lap of the race. Pretty much put up, I didn't get put up in the wall, but he shoved me so far up the track to where you know, I, I hammered the gas and really chased it all the way up the wall, and like Sparks flew off the back, not bumper, quarter panel, because there was no bumper. So that's another thing, too. When he hit me in the back of the car, every time he hit me in the back, it was destroying my rear trunk housing, my rear frame rails. I mean, it was messing. I mean, it was literally bending all of it up to where I couldn't even put a bumper back on it. So he was just destroying the back of my car, bumping around on the last lap. And um, I do this all the time. It was, I don't even know where the climax went, but pretty much I found out the next day. I guess that's the climax. I couldn't figure out why the car was so loose all of a sudden afterward. I didn't know if I was dumping oil or, you know, radiator fluid or something like that onto the tires after that happened, after I ran over my own bumper. Well, then once I had jacked up the car the next day to uh, do the bumper, I wouldn't have had to do the bumper, I don't know, change the tires or something. I got up underneath the rear of the car and realized that the regular spring 
was wedged instead of spring perch to spring perch, it was wedged spring perch to, you know, area of the body where the spring perch is up inside of, but it, where it connects, and it was putting, you know, probably, I mean, just a ton more pressure there. So it was like driving on ice while you're in the lead, biggest nerve-wracking thing ever, and then you got somebody beating your back, not even bumper, non-existing bumper off, and like I said, I got bumped and run in the last lap. I don't really blame him for it, I guess. He was faster. I would have wished he'd have tried to, you know, he would have passed me sooner because he was literally hiding behind me for essentially the whole race and then the, almost put me entirely in the wall. Like, it was the biggest hit, second biggest hit I felt, you know, directly from the back of my car in my life. And like I said, I had no back bumper. So, I mean, it was a hard hit. And he actually risked his own car a lot, but last turn, last lap type thing, so whatever. I'll try to find that video. Post a clip. Depress myself. We're getting a little past 11. I was hoping to see some results on this old campaign, but I don't know if we're getting anything. Everybody's got, uh, you know, as far as my fans, we've got Chase Elliott to win the championship. I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin just somewhat the hometown hero. He's not my hero. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I want the hometown hero. The Chase Elliott thing would be cool because, like I said earlier, back in 1988, you know, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, Los Angeles Lakers, and Bill Elliott, the number nine car, won the championships all three in the same year. And well, that was a Virginia guy right there. And then uh, this year, if Chase Elliott wins it. It would be obviously the same exact circumstance other than Chase Elliott instead of his father, Bill Elliott. But, you know, 32 years later. Am I doing that math right? Yeah, 32 years later. So, that in itself would be really cool. That would be the one reason that I, not the one, I like Chase Elliott, but one of the reasons I root for Chase Elliott. But I just kind of like the fact that anytime uh, Denny Hamlin's doing well or doing something cool, you know, they'll have him on a special or they'll have him on like a, not a podcast, but like an interview and they have him talk about where he started racing and where he grew up and then they'll start, you know, finding old videos and, you know, creating videos with chopped up videos essentially of old Southside Speedway stuff in South Boston and maybe even Langley and maybe some of these other places where he raced, but a lot of Southside Speedway stuff especially. And, um... I don't know, I just like seeing it, just because that's, I mean, I was probably at some of those races watching that, you know, and I didn't even realize, but it's just cool, even though it seems like a lot of the local people around here don't support Denny. Um, I don't have I don't have a problem with him at all, actually. I used to for some reason. I don't have a problem with Denny at all. And... I would prefer to hit him to get this championship because Chase Elliott's got plenty of time left and he'll win plenty of them in his you know later career. So, Denny Hamlin is my pick for the 2020 NASCAR championship for the 2020 election. My pick. Still Kanye West as vice president to 
Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen, head president, Kanye West, vice president. Um, that's all I gotta say. I don't think we're gonna find out tonight, to be honest with you guys. I'm just saying this kind of is closing, but the more I watch this, um, instead of looking at the camera, I know it's a little unprofessional for me to just be looking up the whole time, but they're also showing a bunch of junk. But uh, it just seems like what I was hearing right before the podcast started, as far as um, 50% chance that you know it's going to be a big delay that we won't even find out tonight, and then the fact that they're really lollygagging around on here now and not much is getting done. Um, this one chick's wearing a mask outside uh, by herself. You know, nobody so, and she's one of the reporters. But, I don't know. Everybody seems to be happy about it, just like on the news, which is why I tried to retain my voice tonight in my horrible language. And I'm going to try to do it in the future. Granted, I did have a blazer on tonight, but maybe I'll have it on every episode from now on. And maybe I'll be on the news. And I can talk out of my bum like some of these people. And get paid really good money for it. I would do it, dude. I don't care. I would shut this podcast down. And I would go read off the script of whatever, you know, producer told me to read off. Wouldn't even be my views. Totally dishonorable to my family. I wouldn't even care. Give me the money. But really. I don't think we're going to know tonight, guys. I'm going to shut it down. I guess. Regardless, tomorrow will be, will be a great day. I will be here next week doing this fabulous podcast that all of you love so much. And, like I said, everything's going to be alright. Either way. It doesn't, uh... It doesn't define us. I got that from this Instagram model. Also, <laughs> all right, I said I wouldn't. Uh, no. Next week, we're going to talk about some very, uh, not controversial, just some stuff that I couldn't put on the show tonight. It would be not. Next week, we will talk about them. They will be on the screen. I still won't be cussing. I'll keep it cool. But it's some very, very strange stories, like just some weird stuff. You know how we like to post it on here. And obviously, we'll be keeping up with the championship four. I'm in it now. This is my favorite time of the season. I mean, the last race at Phoenix is so good. And the track is so wide, too, that it really... Usually enables a really good race, but I don't know. I can watch every lap of that race and essentially be happy. It's almost like Martinsville this past weekend. I wasn't able to, but I love Martinsville. I love Phoenix. I love New Hampshire, actually. Um, I love Richmond, but it can get boring for sure. It's not a lie. And um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Let's go Denny. That's just my pick. Let's go Chase for, I guess, some of the fans out there. And uh, I think one of my brothers is a, uh, a Brad Kozowski fan, so I guess we'll give him a shout-out, whatever. But um, and let's go whichever candidate you're rooting for. I'm sure a lot of you are on the same side. But you never know. 
And either way, it's all going to be good. I was going to close out with a song, but I don't feel like pulling up. So we'll just. I'm going to have to walk over there, though, too. I said it by myself. But. Love you all. See you maybe Saturday? What's today? Tuesday. See you all Saturday night. Maybe around 10 p.m. All right.